Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Surprised Steve Barber. And joining me is the always delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. That, that is, like I said, it is your permanent nickname. <laughs> you know, blame your wife, blame Kyle. I was going to say, y'all can thank my wife for that. Yep. And then Kyle <laughs> for saying it should be your permanent nickname. And all yep. I said was, done. done. <laughs> but <clears throat> um, what a week. You know, this is going to be a... Uh, trying to keep up with everything. I was just telling Dwayne before we started recording, I was like, man, I'm, I've been, I'm still trying to process everything that's been happening over the, oh, I, I don't even want to say the past week. You know, it's just it's really like been the, since Friday. I mean, yeah, that's really when everything started happening was like Friday. You know, Vince McMahon announces that here's the thing he, he announced that he retired. Mm-hmm. I personally don't accept that. Vince resigned. Because yes. of all everything that's happening, that's what I. They're going to call it a retirement because, you know, you, they're they got to put a good spin on it. You know, he's got to save face, but he resigned because yeah. of everything that was that's been going on, all the accusations that have been circling with him. You know, with you know, all the non-disclosure um, things with these women, the payouts to these women. Uh, you know, a new one that popped up this morning that I sent to you was mm-hmm. um, now there's money, there's uh, money that wasn't documented that they're thinking Vince used for his own personal, you know, personal use. The SEC is looking into it, so mm, not a not a good look. Yeah, and you know, and with with Vince retiring and of course that's led to other mm-hmm. um you know changes <clears throat> you know within the uh the WWE hey we got a comment on something that I've just posted on Facebook oh okay <laughs> yeah. uh and guess who commented Kyle nope Wildcat Chris Harris ah awesome awesome yeah for those of, <laughs> for those who are on the armchair booking Facebook page, uh, which by the way, you can find it at www.facebook.com slash armchair booking podcast. And if you remember that page, or if you're friends with friends of mine on Facebook, you notice that I posted a picture of me, you know, kind of repping, you know, what I'm wearing tonight for the podcast. And as you can see on, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can already see I'm wearing Northern wrestling federation t-shirt and behind me, whoops, wrong side is an action figure of Wildcat Chris Harris. And so when I posted the picture, I actually tagged Northern Wrestling Federation and, and of course, Waylon and Wildcat Chris Harris. And because uh, Wildcat is actually uh friend, I think he's friends with both of us, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So uh, super awesome guy. One of the best interviews we've had, and we've had oh, yeah. a lot of good interviews. So, uh, and he just, he liked it and he said, I like it. <laughs> and so, uh, that's kind of cool. We have a celebrity, yeah. you know, who's actually commenting on our stuff. So, uh, but anyway, like I was saying, you can find us on facebook.com slash armchair booking podcast. You can always email us at armchair booking podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram where this picture will also show up because my personal Facebook is actually linked to my Instagram, which mm-hmm. I'm going to also share it to the, the podcast Instagram right. at armchair booking. You can find us on Twitter at booking armchair. You can find us on TikTok at Armchair Booking, which hopefully that's going to have some 
updates here soon because Jordan mm-hmm. and I were also talking about that because yeah, I've been kind of slacking on that. <laughs> so, well, I'm going to SummerSlam Saturday, so I was going to put a bunch of stuff on our TikTok channel. But the important thing about that, ladies and gentlemen, is Dwayne's let me know once again he's going to SummerSlam Saturday. Yes. yes. He's going to be there. And First he's pay-per-view been, I've ever gone to, so yep, yep, yep. Yep, and, be, and that'll be – that's still more than what me and my wife and my kids and my dog have been to combined. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I think that ought to be an awesome time. Yeah, uh, and I'm so glad that you're you're able to go uh, because I'm going to live vicariously through you. So that means you need well, you don't have you don't have an iPhone. I was going to say you could FaceTime it, but no, no, I have a I I've got an Android. Oh, and if we try to do a Zoom, they probably figure it out and they kick you out of the stadium. And I, I really don't want oh, that yeah. to happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, of course, it'd be funny. Hope looks at you. Oh, well, sucks to be you. <laughs> yeah. Vince, even though Vince is retired, he'd probably still pop up and be like, no, I can't have that. Pal. I know, no, yeah. no. You're out. You're out of here. And, you know, of course, what you do is right before they come up there, hand it to Hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, baby, I'm sorry. I'll see. I, I, I'll see you at the hotel. It'll be yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, but you can also find the YouTube channel. You know, just look, do a search for Armchair Booking Podcast or Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast, rather. If you're if you're already watching this, you already know that. But any audio platform you can think of, we are probably there. If we're not there, let one of us know, and we will do whatever we can to get ourselves added. Because I do know there are some that we are not necessarily on, mm-hmm. because you almost have to have. They've almost set it up to where you have to use them for your platform. You know, I'm not going to mention any any particular ones, but I have kind of figured that out, and I was like. Okay, so so for me to put it on yours for just for mm-hmm. downloading, I actually have to use you, yeah, for my creation and like no, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's like no. Yeah, um, but you can also find Dwaylon at fat underscore daddy seventy three. That's on your Twitter. You can also find his personal, well, not really personal. This is yours and hopes mm-hmm. kind of social media stuff at big and fat. You can find that on YouTube and you can find it on TikTok. And do y'all have any other social media besides that? no that's it that's it see um you can find them there tiktok and youtube so videos videos galore yeah yeah and like i said if you want to see dwayland try to set his stomach on fire that's the place you go to it i'm telling you that's the hottest thing i've ever eaten and i love (laughs) hot stuff but that that hot chip challenge me and savannah did was savannah i made it longer than she did though because she just tapped out she took that first (laughs) she took that first bite and was like no i can't do it (laughs) And then she challenged you to a chess match. She didn't that day. <laughs> Wouldn't have mattered which day it was. She still would have beat me. But, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, for those, if this is like one of your first times tuning in, uh, Joanna, we've actually talked about how the fact that his daughter is apparently just a chess savant. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. I taught her how to play when she was, I don't know, she was probably eight. She's 13 oh, wow. so, now. She's 13 now, and I've beat her twice. And ha- out of how many games? Oh, my God. I can't even count. <laughs> I mean, we've had a bunch. <laughs> and I know how good Dwayne is at chess because we were officers in the chess club back in high school. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're looking at a couple of old school nerds. <laughs> Just letting y'all know that right now. We used to be, you know, we, we didn't used to let people know this, but now we don't care. No. Because Dwayne just turned 49. I'm going to be 49 here in a little over a month. We don't care. Anyway. No, not at all. 
know, so, but you can also find my other uh, podcast. It's called uh, Cubicle Chat. And that's actually where I discuss things other than wrestling. Because as much as what Joel and I love to discuss wrestling, sometimes you got to break away. That's why he has a separate, yeah. yeah, that's why he has his separate social media so we can talk about other things. That's why I have a separate one. And, you know, so definitely check that one out. You can also find that one on Twitter at cubicle underscore chat. I believe I've gotten everything. Uh, I think so. I think that's everything. Um, if I missed anything, I'm pretty sure somebody will let us know. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, either that or I'll figure it out right before I'm going to bed tonight, <laughs> you know, with my CPAP machine on, which, by the way, is working absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I'm getting, getting, used, a, getting used to it. Yeah. I'm getting used to the nice room. So I try to sleep on, you know, a side and, mm-hmm. you know, um, and now getting up, you know, in the middle of the night for whatever reason, whether it's a dog over there wanting to go outside and my wife's not waking up or mm-hmm. me just having to go to the bathroom. Now, I yeah. still haven't mastered that. I have to, like I pop it off and you feel that wind just whoosh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just, I just turned mine off. My, my mask has a thing where the, the tubing like will just pop right out of the front and I could leave right. the mask on if I wanted to, but then it makes all that noise, comes, right. all that air coming out of the tube. So I just turn it off real quick and go do whatever. Well, you're kind of wasting the air also yeah. when you're doing that. You're wasting power and the, yep. I don't, I'm still not sure how the water works. But I'm not going to try to sleep without the water in there because no more luck it'll start a fire. You no, know? it doesn't because a lot of times, like a lot of times, I run mine without the water because a lot of times I just forget to refill it. You can do it either way. A lot of people right. don't even never use the water. Oh, um, it's just I've used it because it'll keep my. It just gives a little, just puts a little moisture in to keep you from drying out. Ah, yeah, because I I have noticed that I'm I guess I'm kind of getting acclimated to it, so I haven't been getting as much cotton mouth. Mm-hmm. the past yeah. couple of days so Whew. but all right and i will say before we start i don't know if we'll be able to do an episode this coming thursday or next monday because uh not tomorrow but on wednesday i will be in a car heading down to florida actually heading down to Asheville, north carolina then jekyll island georgia then eventually orlando to drop my daughter off at or help her move into her dorm down at disney for her to do the Disney College program, she found out today where she's going to be working. Oh, really? Yep, Hollywood Studios on uh, the theater district. Awesome! That's yep. awesome. Um, and I actually sent a message to our mutual friend who actually works at Disney, mm-hmm. and she said the same thing. Actually, she said awesome. <laughs> and she also told me she's going to make sure that uh, that she's going to pass along her contact information to me. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have it, and so I can give it to Avery in case Avery Avery ever needs anything while she's down there. Cool, That's you know. Cool. So, and she also has she has a daughter who I think just graduated, and she has a son who graduated like two or three years before Avery. So she has kids that are right close to Avery's age, right? You know. So I mean, granted, they're a little old for playdates, but it's somebody you know, the, <laughs> yeah, um, that would know really definitely know the area a lot better than mm-hmm. most people. So. Um, yeah, so yeah, she's looking forward to it. It's all becoming very, very real. Um, yeah. And, you know, so, uh, but I don't know what the Wi-Fi situation is going to be like. I don't know what the time situation is going to be like. Uh, that's another thing. Uh, and of course, you know, our main thing is going to be focusing on spending as much time as we can. Oh yeah. And yeah. definitely. I mean, like, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm sure our listeners 
will agree. It'll be fine. I mean, we always say family comes first. So especially when, you know, your daughter's going to be moving down there. So she's going to be, you know, right farther away from home than she was before. So yeah, by all means, you spend as much time with her as you can. And I mean, we'll just get back to it when you get back. Yep. And I'm going to have to deal with my son who's now, we got him the little scooter, mm-hmm. you know, with the, you know, so he can prop his leg up on it. So, oh, the knee scooter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's actually called, uh, a, a knee something. I can't I have to look at the box, but a uh, knee rover. The box is sitting right over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the knee rover. <laughs> the knee rover. Yep. The knee rover. And it was just a little over $100. So it wasn't bad. That's not bad. Um, yeah. Got it. Popped it out. I mean, it was easy to put together. And, you know, um, we got to adjust it for his height because he's actually a little taller than my wife is now. He's 11 and he's taller than my <laughs> wife. Uh, she's just a hair over five foot. So, oh, okay. Yep, and so he's close to five foot one now. So, uh, but I have, you know, we're going to have to make sure, you know, he is um, at least a better mobile as what he can be with a fractured ankle. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah. So, uh, and well, he's going to be, he's going to be missing his sister too. So it's going to be, an oh, yeah, he will. Him, so. I mean, they fight like cats and dogs, but at the same time, if something ever happens to one of them bad, I mean, the other, oh, one, yeah. the first one there to, yeah. you know, um, yeah, we saw that all when Avery was going through high school, um, when she didn't get a part in the like the main role in the school play her senior year, mm-hmm. uh, she, it was Little Mermaid. She was going up for Ariel. Right. She didn't get it. One of her best friends did. Mm-hmm. But Leighton was so mad, he was wanting to go beat up her best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, no, no, no. I mean, and she ended up playing uh, Flotsam. You know, okay. uh, the Flotsman Jetsam, you know, the mm-hmm. little the electric eels. And I even told her then, I was like, Avery, I said, you and the other girl, who's still one of her uh, closest friends, you know, the girl mm-hmm. actually just got married not too long ago. Uh, and Avery was there filming the girl's wedding. And they actually gave Avery the camera as a, like, payment. Oh, cool. It's like a, like a $900 camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, but we're like, either one of you could have played Ariel only one of you could have played Flotsam. Yeah. I said, you need to think about it like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and another time when she was in a talent contest and she wasn't concerned about winning. She just wanted to, you know, she likes performing. Right. Leighton was so upset that she didn't win. When we got home, he made her a trophy out of Legos to give to her. Oh, that's, you know, <laughs> so, uh, but today he, he called her a stupid brat, but <laughs> so that's just the way it is. Yeah. But speaking of stupid brats, part of the fallout from Vince McMahon, because eventually we do got to get to talk about this. <laughs> um, Vince McMahon finally retiring. Resigned. Yeah, he resigned. <laughs> and we're just going to call it like it is. Yeah. You know, if the baby's ugly, call it ugly. Yeah. It, it, no, not Vince McMahon. If people can call for him to retire now for years because they say Vince you don't have anything left to prove to anybody you know you built you built wrestling mm-hmm. I mean and, and there's no denying I mean he built it up to be this big international product that it is today so like okay now step back and go be like Scrooge McDuck get in your safe and just start swimming around in your money yeah he didn't do that he kept you know, he was involved in everything. The man only sleeps like, you know, three hours a day, three hours yeah. a night. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was like, he was like some of the wrestlers that we've talked about that stayed around way too long, way too long. 
And now he should have just left when he when everybody was telling him to, mm-hmm. because then they wouldn't have all these other things necessarily come to light. Exactly. And so now Vince, he's like, well, I'm retiring, y'all. And, and of course, everybody's sitting out there. Thank you, Vince. Miss you, Vince. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you for everything you did for me. Yeah. However, I mean, if anybody thinks this isn't him resigning, going, <clears throat> you know what? I, they're, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with wrestling, and they're going mm-hmm. because they're going to make sure I'm done. By the way, I'm also being investigated. By the way, maybe I shouldn't have shot my mouth off saying that I beat the federal government 20 years ago. Yeah, because they're coming. They're coming. Where I was like, we'll get them on something. Mm-hmm. You know, because like in the firm, they couldn't get them on like the racketeering. They got them on mail fraud. Yep. Yep. In the end, they still got them. And then they still got them. I mean, it's not sexy, but it's got teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's like, Vince, if you didn't want, maybe you shouldn't have been doing the things that you were doing, Vince. I mean, that's the way I look at it. Exactly. Um, my brother called me. I can't remember. Was it Friday? I might have talked to him Friday afternoon. I think I did. He called me. We talked for probably about an hour about all this stuff. And he said the same thing. He's like, should have been doing what you were doing. And it's that simple. All, yeah. All this stuff would not be swirling around now. And that's, that's the thing. It's like Vince got to the point where like a lot of billionaires do, where it's like, I'm untouchable. And I can do what I want and I can say what I want and I can do what I want to anybody. And there's no repercussions because I'm Vince McMahon and I'm untouchable. I am the most successful promoter in the history of professional wrestling. Whether he wants to, whether he wants to admit that or not, he's a wrestling, he was a wrestling promoter. Mm -hmm. He was the most successful wrestling promoter in the history of pro wrestling. Like I said, he, Him taking WWE public put wrestling in the public eye. Or, you know, since, you know, since the 90s when the, when the company went public. It is the largest wrestling company in the world. And, you know, all props to Vince McMahon on what he was able to do, especially during his expansion during the 80s and what he was able to create, you know, with WWE itself the WrestleMania concept, all of that. But there's going to be some asterisks here because the things that he, the things that are coming to light that he's been accused of, if these things are true, then that's what people are going to remember him for. Mm -hmm. They're not going to remember him for building this huge wrestling conglomerate. They're going to remember him for sexual assault allegations and payoffs and getting investigated by multiple law firms and the SEC about improper use of company funds. Yep. And, you know, there, there was a saying, uh, I heard it in the Air Force, but I'm pretty sure, you know, it has its origin somewhere else. All it takes is one eye crap to get rid of 10 attaboys. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. And I mean, it's the truth because mm-hmm. unfortunately, Vince is going out like this. Um, I mean, and I know this is a harsh comparison, but Chris Benoit, you mentioned Chris Benoit, people 
they automatically go to the last 48 hours of his life. Yeah. You um, you mentioned somebody like non-wrestling, Harvey Weinstein, Mm -hmm. all the stuff he did with movies. What's he going to be known for now? Yep. He's going to be known for the double-digit sexual assault cases. Yeah. And And paying them off. And paying them off to keep them quiet. Yep. Yep. And uh, who was another one? Um, and there's Kevin Spacey. He was yeah. another one. Yeah, tremendous actor. Yeah, he's going to be known for you know the sexual the, assault allegations. Yeah. yeah, and and his. I mean, not that it makes it. There's not a word to agree because I mean that's a sexual assault. Sexual assault. Period. Mm-hmm. But his were against teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. You know so. Um, and so that does kind of add another degree on there. Yeah. Now, Vince McMahon has also been accused of that. That's never been proven. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, we'll, we'll say it's alleged because I really don't feel like getting sued. But he's had those allegations thrown against him as well. In mm-hmm. fact, those have also resurfaced because yeah. I don't believe there's a statute of limitations on that. Not most, as far as I know. No. Yeah, most states there's not. Um, yeah. And if there is a statute of limitations, it's not like it's like four years. Okay, no, it's like decades. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, you know, sometimes because some, you know, some people, say, well, we need to have some kind of sexual limitations. Okay, let's make it 50 years. Okay, done. Yeah. You know, so basically, there, realistically, mm-hmm. there really is no statute of limitations on it. Right. Uh, and so we don't know the, the nature of their relationships with the women. What Vince was doing was definitely wrong. You know, he may have been the one who instigated it. They may have been the one who instigated it because mm-hmm. they may look and want billionaire. Hmm. Because money will get you power. Power is an aphrodisiac. Yeah. Uh, and then John Laurinaitis being involved. Well, I don't really like him anyway because he was ogling his own stepdaughters. And, you yeah. know, before they were his stepdaughters, they married the mom. And that that just looks creepy on all kinds of, <laughs> you know, all kinds yeah. of levels. And so Laurinaitis is gone. You know, yeah. Because this is what we're kind of talking about, you know, is the fallout from this. Of course, Vince is gone. Yeah. Laurinaitis, gone. Yeah. Um, Paul Levesque. Triple H, Vince's son-in-law. Now, granted, I think he's been trying to distance himself from all this because... Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, because from all the things that I've seen, Triple H really has turned into a family man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think kind of settling down with Stephanie because um, he wanted to have a family. He wanted to have kids. Yeah. Uh, Joni Lara, China, did not. And right. that's why... Well, he started having an affair with Stephanie, mm-hmm. you know, um, and of course now they're married. I'm not going to agree with how their relationship started. And right. it does look bad that, hey, you left China for your billionaire boss's daughter. Yeah, for the boss's daughter. Yeah. Um, but we know how much of a sharp mind when for wrestling Triple H does. He, he actually oh, yeah. has, yeah, I mean, he has vision. He looks. And he like, has. And here's the thing, Triple H is a wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. He grew up as a wrestling fan. He grew up idolizing Harley Race and Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. He is a student of the game. He, you know, I'm sure there's probably not much about pro wrestling that he does not know. He just has that passion for it. But the most important thing is he has the respect for it. Mm Mm-hmm. And he knows what he's, he knows the business that he's in. He, he, I feel like he is not looking at it like, 
oh, we're in the entertainment business and blah, 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 blah. We're in the professional wrestling business. <coughs> exactly. If you, look, if you look at how Triple H booked NXT, you can see that passion. Uh, my brother said that they need to quickly scrap <laughs> NXT 2.0 and go back to the black and gold where it was had that darker, grimier look to it. Because that that was the appeal. It looked like an old school wrestling show. It wasn't all <laughs> glamour and everything. Oh, I, you know, what it feels like to me, going from the, the original NXT with the black and gold to whatever you want to call it, like the, the colorful tie-dye almost. Yeah. Just everything yeah. all over the place. It feels like we were going from like Black Sabbath and Deep Purple and all the really hard bands, yeah. you know, kind of dark sad and all of a sudden we jumped right into your hair, hair bands. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, yeah. Because that, yeah. It, th those color schemes remind me of that like the yeah. early, you know, or mid, mid to late eighties slash early nineties. Yeah. Just, mm -hmm. you know, that, that it's like the brighter it was, the more, you know, yeah. especially like, especially once hair metal started getting so manufactured and they would just see yeah. a, a group of guys and it'd be like, okay, here's your hairspray and your makeup and okay there's five of you so we got all that so get out there and we're going to put and bright lights on you and all this stuff if you think about this also like the late 80s uh hip-hop also started having those kind of very bright colorful yep. type mm -hmm. except for nwa yeah that's why i liked nwa a lot better <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because i mean they were straightforward to yep. silver and black because raider nation yeah and <laughs> They made the playoffs last year. I just want to point that out. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, they, they were very much just, boom, brutal. And that's what I liked. And so that's mm -hmm. why I liked the old NXT. The same yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, uh, it, they focused more on the wrestling than. Exactly. And that's why, to me, it was the best product that WWE was producing every single week. I yeah. mean, it the black and gold NXT, that air blew away anything Raw and SmackDown were doing. Yeah. Because it focused on the wrestling. You had sensible stories. You had, and like, even like, like we always talk about sometimes, you know, supernatural gimmicks, if done right, can work in wrestling. Aleister Black had one. Yep. And it, and they made that work perfectly in NXT. And the stories, the stories were interesting. The stories made sense. Uh, and the wrestling was fantastic. That's what they need to get back to. That's what people want to see for stellar matches. They don't want to see toilet humor. And, you know, they need to scrap the 24-7 title. It had its, it, it, it did have, at the time, it was entertaining, and we call it the R-Truth belt because... Yeah, just give it to R-Truth, let him retire, and be like, it's retired, it's yours forever. Yeah. You know, but... There's really no need for that. You know, I'm hoping with this change because you've got Stephanie and Nick Khan as co-CEOs. Stephanie is chairwoman of the board. Yep. And Triple H is now in charge of uh, not only head of creative, he's also in charge of talent and talent relations, which, like you said, which means John Laurinaitis is out. Uh, looks like Bruce Pritchard might be out the door because, because when Vince resigned, 
Bruce Pritchard was in charge of creative. Right. Because he was next, you know, he was next in line. And then all of a sudden we've got Triple H is in charge of creative. So either Bruce Pritchard's going to be working for Triple H or Bruce Pritchard's going to be out the door. Me personally, I'd be better if Bruce Pritchard was out the door because he's going to have that, he's got that same mentality. Yep. He learned from Vince McMahon. He's got that same mentality. So it's still going to be like Vince is running creative if Bruce Pritchard's in charge. Yeah, because he learned, as far as I know, he learned from Vince. Now, I mean, uh, Grant Pritchard has also, he's been um, part of uh, TNA Impact. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, for a bit. Uh, he was also part of Global for a little bit, where it's the only, um, if you ever listen to his podcasts, like it's one of his early ones, he actually talks about his time with Global. He does. He never discusses salaries. He won't. He refuses. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, because he does not want it. He said there's some things that should be kept private. Right. You know, um, he said for him to discuss a wrestler's salary, you know, um, he said it would almost feel like a breach of uh, privacy. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. You know, he, he's like, I just don't want to discuss it. But he said for for his time in global, he was going to discuss it because he said he was making something like thirty five dollars a week. Wow. <laughs> in yeah. global force wrestling. Uh, this yeah, this was back in. Uh, late 80s, early 90s. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. That uh, global. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. that global. Okay. okay. Uh, the global that was basically ran out of Dallas and um, they screwed up because, you know, I don't remember what all was going on with World Class and, and USWA and that merger and how they, they honked up with the way they label stuff. Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they, and yeah. Um, actually, our, our friend and former guest on the show, Buff Bagwell, so he started with global. That's true. That's yep, true. he was the handsome stranger. Yep, and and now he's buffed the stuff. <laughs> so, by the way, you may still be delicious, you know, which is kind of ironic because that was buff. Yeah, that was buff but, when he was tagging yeah. with uh, Scott Norton. Yep, and so maybe I could just be vicious. There you go. So there you go. We may get copyrighted. <laughs> we'll see. Vicious Steve Barber. So, Kyle, if you're listening, there we go. Vicious Steve Barber. It's there not an S, but it. it you know hey, what? Let's go with it. It works. We're going, we're going old school here, <laughs> but, but with Pritchard, he's kind of been, he's been accused of being a Vince yes man. And mm-hmm. that Conrad has flat out called him that on, you know, their podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been, it's been a while since I've actually listened to Pritchard's podcast because they're for a bit, uh, because when it was WrestleMania season, things like that, you know, Pritchard, they, they, they constantly had to preempt the shows because Pritchard, I mean, his is kind of like us. We yeah. have our, our shoot jobs, which yeah. do, do have to take priority. And we know that because every time, Hey, Dwayne, it's eight 30. I'm still at the office. I don't think yeah. I'm going to do the podcast <laughs> yeah. tonight. It's like, I don't think I'm going to make it. This yeah. Time. I don't think I'm going to make it. Um, uh, one of these days I'm going to try it on my phone to see if I can put it in the cloud and then, yeah. but either way, I mean, it's going to be, that's still be kind of hard, but, um, but they were he was releasing like these big mega episodes it's like a, um like oh, four like hours, hours yeah yeah i mean and, and so i haven't really been keeping up too much with his podcast anyway because of that i'm like uh, mm-hmm. another rerun and it's five out no i'm not listening i'm you know that's half my work day right you know that right. i'm gonna be sitting there at my desk trying to listen to it that's when i go all right i'm gonna put it at one and a half times the speed because I, because you can it's yeah i don't know if you've ever done that or not but it, it works mm-hmm. i mean yeah, you can, you can still understand them, but it's not mm-hmm. too. It, it you know it, 
it speeds it up. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see though where Pritchard would be out because, like you said, unless they say, okay, we have a different role for you. By the way, it will be a demotion mm-hmm. because you know you were Vince's boy. Yeah, you're not ours. In fact, him and Stephanie have they've butted heads in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, and Pritchard. I mean, he's been honest about it. I mean, he was very open about it, but when Stephanie fired him, he, she fired him because he had, he brought a gun to the arena. It was an right. avert. And if you hear the story, I mean, it was a total accident, but the fact was he didn't realize he had a gun with him when he, yeah, you know, um, and he didn't let anybody know when he found out, he's like, Oh, by the way, I just know I'm right now. I my suitcase and I forgot to have yeah. a piece with me. And, and they found out after the fact and she fired him because I mean, she had to, I mean, yeah. that's, you can't yeah, forget a, something like that. No, that's a major safety violation. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, so they butted heads in the past. Kevin Dunn is another one who's been rumored because, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to miss. Yeah, he needs to go. Kevin Dunn needs to go. Um, not just because of, I mean, he's been with WWE. He's been like one of Vince's right hand men since 1984. That's when he got hired. Was 84. Mm. He's you know he's been there you know, pushing 40 years he's been with that company. And his production style, it's like, especially here the last decade or so, it's like he it's like he watched the Taken movie and was like, oh, shaky cam. Yes. That's what wrestling is. No. Shaky cam. No, we didn't. No. And then like the shaky cam, just the shaky cam anyway, but then he started, did you notice he started implementing there for a while? Whenever they would hit the mat, it would make the it would make the camera shake. I uh what are the on, time like, cert, on certain big yeah. moves like a power bomb or something, there would be this camera shake, and it's like, no, I see what you're doing, but no, don't do that. I, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't do it again. It's like don't uh, do it again. No. When I went and watched, I believe it was a SmackDown taping in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a, a few years back. Um, I noticed on one of the slams, you could see the cameraman. He was going, mm-hmm. he was, he was moving mm-hmm. the camera up. I'm like, so yeah. that's what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, then, and some, so you're, I'm like, you're doing it on purpose. Stop. Yeah. And then all those quick cuts and everything. It's like, he's, it's like he's trying to film it as an action movie. Right. It's wrestling. Just keep the camera still and film what's happening in the ring. And by the way, every time you jump the camera like that, mm-hmm. I'm mad because now I actually don't see the impact of the move that just happened. Exactly. It takes away from it. Yep. Here is something uh, disgusting that Kevin Dunn <laughs> has done. Kevin Dunn told Becky Lynch that she was not attractive enough to be a champion in wrestling. Yeah. First of all, why would you tell anybody what, what mm. does their looks have to do with being a champion? It's supposed to be your wrestling mm-hmm. is what has to do with the champion. And I'm sorry, but Kevin Dunn telling anybody about being attractive is not a good look at all. No, because <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disparage the man's appearance. But Jim Cornette had quite a bit to say about the man's appearance. <laughs> yes, he did. You know, and, and and the reason I mean I won't despair, you know, because I mean that did that is very bully like. 
mm-hmm. you know, especially since we don't know the man personally. Right. Cornette does know the man personally, and Cornette likes to shoot his mouth off anyway. Yep. And apparently he made Kevin Dunn cry in a, in a board <laughs> meeting. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And because, I mean, it's, it's, it's been, I guess, confirmed, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, he talked about something about his appearance. And I have a visitor. Yes. I'm going to turn the camera around to you. All right. She's being, <laughs> I'm not going to say, say what she did, but it was, it was, it was actually kind of funny. Uh, but this could have got x-rayed her real quick. <laughs> yeah. Over there. So everybody's got jokes anyway. <laughs> but um, it's just, that's just a disgusting thing to say, you know, to a woman. It's like, oh, well, we don't care about your talent. It's like, but you're not attractive enough. And I'm, and, like it Kevin Dunn saying in his opinion she wasn't attractive enough to ever be a champion and it's like you do know until she you know until she left for retirement leave she was the absolute biggest star y'all had she was of any division you know she was she was the absolute biggest star in WWE mm-hmm. and sorry we, we just got Chris Harris's wife Shannon uh oh, who's also cool. she's also a very lovely person she mm-hmm. uh uh, almost every event that I go to, you know, and and she's there, and I always talk with her for a little bit. Um, yeah, she's just great. Um, in fact, she actually helped us set up the interview with Chris. Yeah, that's but, right. Or, or as now they're calling, you know, when you're talking to the wrestlers, they actually just call him Walkout or Cat. <laughs> so, um, but Kevin Dunn, you know, he's he's kind of obsessed with the appearances of female wrestlers. I don't know about mm-hmm. men wrestlers because you only hear him talk about the female wrestlers. Because yeah. Kevin Dunn was one of the reasons why Sable got such a huge push yeah and you know sable did not she did not deserve the push she got she got the push based on her looks because you know she couldn't wrestle to begin with which is fine everybody's no nobody starts out in pro wrestling just right knowing how to wrestle she never got any better Mm -mm. and because she never had to get any better they put her out there because they they knew that the tar- the you know the eighteen to forty nine year old demographic was going to see you know the bucks and blonde out there, and they were going to look at her. So that's all they were concerned about. Who later on, of course, went to pose in Playboy. Yep. And then posed in Playboy again. Mm-hmm. And then posed in Playboy again. And again. Yep. <laughs> so. And I mean, they took the belt off Jackie to get. They had Sable beat Jackie. That's a crime. I mean, even if it was an accident, yeah. Still even if she, yeah, even if she tripped and fell on Jackie, that's still a crime. Yeah. But they they had her pin Jackie to win the women's championship. It's like you do know that that is one of the absolute toughest women in the history of wrestling. Yeah. One of the absolute best wrestlers ever in wrestling, and you're gonna have you're gonna have basic, for lack of a better term, you're gonna have this model over here pin her to win the title oh and you know and they also the whole thing with her and luna vachon as well yes uh, luna couldn't touch her yeah luna could, you know luna basically couldn't touch her they were in a feud over the title but luna could but this, luna was instructed to where she couldn't she couldn't be too rough with her you know she couldn't you know Basically, it's like we don't want to. We don't want you damaging our meal ticket. So, you know, let her get all the offense that she wants, but you got to wrestle her with kid gloves. And by the way, if anybody ever wants to talk about 
uh, looks and physically attractiveness has to be a certain way. Take a look at Luna during those years when she'd come yeah. out and she, I mean, she looked like she was supposed to be extremely scary. Yeah. You know, and she could pull it off and still looked really good at the same yep. time. Mm-hmm. And, and she yep. was a, just a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah. She does not get enough credit for the no, wrestler she that she was. And they haven't put her in the hall of fame yet. Have they? Mm-hmm. They need to. Yep. And I mean, I don't know. Did you see the dark side of the ring on her? Yes. yes. Yeah. That one would, that one was sad because yeah. I mean, I, I had, yeah, I'd heard about some of the stuff that was uh, going on with her when it came to her dealings with uh, Sable mm-hmm. and, you know, how really Luna carried Sable, made her oh, yeah. match. Yeah. They, but they were all congratulating Sable for such a good match. When, and no, it was Luna yeah. having the match. You know, just Sable just happened to be the other person. Yeah. It's like when you always, it's like, you know, I've always said, like, Shawn Michaels or Kurt Angle or Ric Flair could have a match with a broomstick mm-hmm. and have and give you a five star match. It's basically what Luna Vachon was doing with Sable. Yeah, Sable was just in the ring, and Luna was giving you a great match. And then Luna got bullied by basically bullied by management mm-hmm. about you know about not being mean to Sable and like I said, not uh, you know making sure not to be too rough with her and everything. And it's like, if you've got to do all this, and I should tell you, she had no business in the ring to begin with. Right. I mean, and it killed Mark Merrow's career. Her now ex-husband killed oh, yeah. his career. Destroyed his career. Yeah. And because he was supposed to be the one brought up. And that then that's that also kind of exposed what WCW was doing. Uh-huh. Because they weren't building wrestlers. They were building characters. Yep. And now all of a sudden they couldn't use his character, but that's all Mark Mara knew how to be was Johnny B. Bad. Yep. And so they just, they focused on Mara, of course. I mean, that was from meeting number one. That's that. And a, a few people have actually verified that. Mm-hmm. So all that meeting are like, oh, well, you know, yeah, he's good, good. But no, no, she's the star, even yeah. though she, she just kind of sat there looking kind of vapid and dumb. Yeah. And I mean, she didn't do anything. I mean, she came out, you know, she was, uh, when Hunter, when Triple H was doing the uh, Connecticut Blue Blood gimmick, mm-hmm. she came out, she was his valet for a while. That's what started the feud with him and Mark Merrill because, you know, that she was actually with him coming out with Triple H, all this stuff. And yeah, but then they looked at her like she was the big star. And it's like, and I mean, if they wanted her to wrestle and were willing to train her and all this, but like I said, they just saw Bucks and Blonde and was like, oh, we're going to push her and forget about everybody else. And I mean, there was hardly a women's division to begin with. And then they pushed Sable to the moon and had her beat everybody. And it just made everybody look look bad. Because she wasn't interested in being a wrestler. She was interested in getting herself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now she's not really doing anything except for counting Brock's money. Yeah, she's kind of, yeah, she's kind of Brock's money, but that's it. Yep. And and also, you know, she's trying to forget about the time that that Sean Waltman, uh, you know, may have pooped in her suitcase. But yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, come, on, come on, Xbox. Yeah, I mean, the dude. That's like that's speaking of juvenile. I mean, that's yes, that's very juvenile. Uh, and also speaking of Brock, some more fallout, which. I think it's half shoot, half work. Uh, I Vince announced he was retiring Friday. 
which mm-hmm. by the way, y'all really need to work on the timing because y'all know we record on Thursday. Y'all should have let us know this on Thursday. Exactly. I mean, but, we, I mean we could have broke this news news to our listeners on you know Thursday night. So. Yeah. I mean, and we we even talked about having a bonus episode on Saturday, but y'all broke this story too late. We couldn't schedule anything. Yeah, so y'all need to think about us. I mean, yeah, seriously. I mean, we're you know, I mean, we're, <laughs> I mean, we, we're we know here. these things, you know. <laughs> but we got the news. Vince was retiring. I actually sent you the news first before you sent to me, so I'm mm-hmm. kind of proud of that accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you scoring home, Dwell and I would kind of have a uh, a nice little competition to see who could send each other the news first. Yeah. <laughs> um, because there was a story today that came out. I was like, I gotta get this. <laughs> I win, but I found out Vince was retiring, and then I think it was like what an hour and a half later, you sent to me. You said Brock just walked out of the SmackDown arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, Brock rocked, walked out. There's been several people, several wrestlers have co- uh, confirmed that Brock was basically like, well, if he's gone, then I'm gone. So they said Brock was pretty pretty mad about Vince leaving, which from Brock's perspective makes perfect sense because Vince was the one who let him do mm-hmm. whatever he wanted to do. You think, Brock, gonna, is, you think Brock is Vince's boy? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Here's the thing now, though. Is Brock going to get pushed like he was? Because Triple H is in charge of creative. Triple H knows that Brock Lesnar is not the name value that he used to be. No, he's not. And, you know, I don't feel like Brock is putting people in seats. I don't feel like he's putting butts in seats any more than anybody else is. I don't feel like that he's making an uptick in business, um, especially for the money that he's making and for the limited dates that he's there. I don't see them letting him have his way like Vince did. No. Um, the Brock Lesnar of 2004, 2005 was, I mean, when he came out, I mean, I was impressed. I was too. Yeah. I was like, wow, this, this guy is amazing. Cause I mean, he yeah. was, he was a big guy, but he was athletic. He was technical. Like a, a legit back, a legit background. Yeah. Legit yeah. background. He was quick, you know, everything. And then, you know, he left in 2004. He came back in 2012. Uh, it was awesome to see him back in 2012. They kind of botched it because they had, you know, they had super Cena beating first match back, which shouldn't have happened, but, um, but then it's like, it's just been diminishing returns Mm -hmm. since then. And it's like, he's getting, you know, routinely buries the other, you know, he gets pushed in spite of everybody else on the roster. Everybody else gets buried because they get fed to Brock. And then he walks back in like now he walks back in and gets title opportunity. He lost mm-hmm. his title at WrestleMania, disappears until now. And really the reason, only reason that he's gonna he's in the title match at SummerSlam is because Randy Orton's out in. Yep. Because it was supposed to be Orton versus Reigns. Which I think would be a fantastic match. I do too. Uh but Brock, you know, Brock's in that spot because Orton couldn't be. 
Another thing that I saw and I forgot to tell you about, WWE was already having a backup plan in case Brock did not come back last Friday in case mm, he didn't show up. Okay, I haven't, I haven't heard that. But the terrible thing is the backup plan was Goldberg. Okay, um, y'all should have just, they should have just canceled the show. Yeah. You know, they should just they, hit the first hour and say, all right, we're they, done. They said WWE officials were already prepared to get in touch with Goldberg to have, to see if he, to have him replace Brock Lesnar in the main event of SummerSlam. Oh. If Brock, if Brock couldn't be there, if, if Brock decided to not show up and it's like, no. You have a locker room full of talent that you could put in that match. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pull Goldberg with no story, no build, no anything, and just have him walk into the main event of one of your biggest shows of the year. That's why oh. you're in the shape that you're in now because yeah. of this, this kind of stuff. You sound like the whole Hogan speech from that one pay-per-view when Jeff Jarrett laid down for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why the face. company's in the shape it's in now because yeah. of like this bash at the beach 2000 yeah but uh, i mean pushing all these part-timers this you know which is definitely a a lot of the story of vince mcmahon's later years of booking i can't create new stars because i don't want to take the time to create new stars that that's really what the issue was with vince i feel like he didn't want to take the time to create new stars because it takes, you know, it takes more than, you know, four weeks of TV and a pay-per-view to make a new star. You know, you've got to give them time to develop and build and build them up. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm just going to pull, I'm just going to keep pulling the part-timers out and just keep pushing them. And then the rest of the roster can just sit there and be like, oh, uh, well, I'm here all year. And how come I can't get that spot? Uh, but you know who would have the answers to all this? Ted. Ted. Ted would know. Yep. Because I just want to give, I always want to give a shout out to Ted, the Hillbilly Hill, mm-hmm. for his podcast, The Hill Truth. If you, ever, I mean, if you want some very good insight into wrestling, and this is from somebody who was never involved in the business, but man, right. you you would think that he was because oh yeah, he comes up with some stuff. You're like, man, I never thought of it like that, and man, it makes sense. It makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yep. You know, and so that's why we always support his show. He actually supports our show as well, which we definitely appreciate. And I, I try to uh, I, I try to retweet every time he has his show going on because he mm-hmm. is his um, Twitter is at I think it's at the Hill Truth or at Hill Truth. Let me look it up real quick. Hill Billy. There he is at Hill Billy Hill. That's his Twitter. That is the only social media he has. If, if you see anybody trying to call themselves the hillbilly hill on like facebook on instagram it's not um, him except for myspace now he is trending number one on myspace that is so, true that is true so he does have a myspace in there somewhere and he's also trending number one in antarctica and you know award-winning critically yep. acclaimed mm-hmm. and for a newer one that i'm actually going to uh push this week as well it is a podcast called one stop wrestling yep they they retweeted uh, our uh, our show uh, this past week, and I gave their show a listen. They are so much like us <laughs> that uh, I would love to have them on the show. Maybe be on their show, do a, a cross yeah uh, thing, kind of like what we did with Ted. 
Mm-hmm. And and I don't think I don't think we've uh, we've heard the last from Ted either, as far as being our show and us being on him. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, you know, because uh, I mean that was that was a fun time we went on his show, a fun time having it on ours. But the one major difference between uh, us and One Stop Wrestling is they are in Halifax, Nova Scotia. So um, I don't know if I, when I showed you the stats, when I said, Hey, mm-hmm. we got some listeners up in Nova Scotia. Now we know who it is. Yeah. And that is, all, that is fantastic. I mean, yeah. they also have another great show. Just look up one stop wrestling uh, on your, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. Cause I, I listen to the Apple podcast because I have an iPhone and right. yeah, but you can also find them on a lot of the other platforms. Uh, and if you want to see them on Twitter, it's at one, like the number one stop underscore wrestling. So go check those guys out. I mean, they're absolutely great. And and we'll we'll make try to make sure we do that as we f- discover other shows mm-hmm. that are yeah. you know really good shows, uh, especially wrestling shows. We will just like I, I will always push True Crime Cast and Bless Their Hearts, both by the same guys, Jamie and John. Mm-hmm. They're out of Berea, Kentucky, who I may actually meet at least one of them in cool. a couple of days because we're gonna be stopping at Bucky's down in Richmond and they're right close to there. So um, they said, let me, you know, they're like, Hey, let me know when, you know, what time you mm-hmm. think it'll be there. And they'll try, you know, it's not a guarantee, you know, and they also but, have their own lives. They also have their own yeah. jobs that they do. So, um, so that'd be kind of cool to meet them. And also another podcast. And I'll have to let these guys know that I've given them a shout out. I actually met the guys at, it was at least one of the guys who runs this podcast because they're actually out of Cincinnati. And I okay. met them at, met them at Revolution Rising, and it's called the Mixtape Podcast. Okay, and they do a lot a, a lot of like eighties type uh, stuff because mm-hmm. a mixtape is definitely an eighties thing. I know you made mixtapes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you like, yeah, I got that in my mixtape. You always want to check out everybody's. Oh man, what you got on? Oh, that's cool, yeah. man. Um, write, be sure to write all your songs on try, the covers. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and you always want to go for the the, the ninety minute tapes because I had forty five minutes on each mm-hmm. yep. side, um, and and the ones if they actually had their own cases. Oh, oh that whoa, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, but they are at mix underscore tape underscore pod uh, because he actually had a card, which I was thinking, man, we need to get cards made. Mm-hmm. But they're, um, I can tell you the episodes that I've listened to, and it's been like the past few weeks. They interviewed Rhonda Shear. Remember from Up All Night? I do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, she sounds a lot different when she's not doing the character. I mean, uh, yeah. just fantastic interview. They're going to be having Art Alexakis from Everclear. He's going to be on there. Uh, they did a show where they were talking about um, cover songs or mm-hmm. songs you didn't know were covers. You know, things. I mean, yeah, they just have, especially if you're 80s kids like me and Jualen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so you definitely go check them out, you know, so... But back to our originally scheduled programming. <laughs> so um, when Brock walked out, and then later on, when I texted you, because I know you weren't watching SmackDown Live, and it, it was the mm-hmm. time I was making sure I, I did watch it live. Cause, I mean, I DVR'd anyway, but right. I, mean, I was like, all right, let me check out what's going on. And, and of course, Stephanie came out, and she made, she made it official. You know, Vince has stepped down. And, uh, and, of course, the crowd, you know, thank you, Vince, thank you, Vince, thank you, Vince. And I kind of abstained for the time being, uh, like it, like they would hear me anyway, because I was in my bedroom <laughs> watching. But 
later on, you know, they didn't, I don't remember them saying anything about Brock Lesnar, but apparently they did because a lot of times I don't pay attention to the commentary just because there's other stuff just going on around my house, like cats and dogs and me having to go brush my teeth and stuff. Um, (laughs) And, you know, then theory came out and theory is still annoying me. And don't get me wrong. Yes. WWE needs to push new blood. Mm -hmm. However, theory is not ready for that push yet. Thank you. Exactly. He's not ready for that. And I wonder how long his push is going to go now that he was another one of Vince's boys. Yep. That was definitely a Vince McMahon push. And I wonder how long that's going to go, which here's the thing. He's Mr. Money in the bank. So they've either got to let him hold on to it and try to cash it in or take it off of him. The thing is they need to plan better with money in the bank Mm -hmm. because it's getting to the point to where they're just watering it down because it's like, we're going to give it to this guy, but then he's going to lose it in a match to this guy. And then this guy's going to cash in and then hold it for, you know, like with the Miz. Otis wins it. You knew he was never going to cash in. Even if he cashed in, he was never going to win a world title. No, he wasn't. That gimmick had a very low ceiling. So he loses it to the Miz in a, in a wrestling match. Miz cashes in on Drew McIntyre, holds the title for eight days, and then loses it to Bobby Lashley. It's, you know, nobody was going to expect the Miz to be Bobby Lashley. No. And, and no. I like the Miz. I mean, I'm, I know I'm kind of in the minority there, but I actually like the Miz. But I think he, would, he has done exceptionally well considering his background, no wrestling experience at all, coming from reality TV, he does his job well. I just think it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. I think it's like there's not really nothing else for him to prove, nothing else really for him to do. And the gimmick has kind of worn out its welcome. That whole A-lister gimmick thing has wore out its welcome a long time ago. And Undertaker proved you can you can still keep the same name, but just change up the yep. gimmick just a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and then gradually change it a little bit more and change a little bit more. You can yeah. maintain it for a long time. And when Brock Lesnar's music hit, I was like, oh, so now the same question I think everybody had, was this a work or was this a shoot? Did he actually walk out? Well, and- they said that he left. They didn't say that he. Um, they didn't say that he was like that he was went home. They just said basically he left the arena. I guess he had time to cool off, or maybe somebody said, uh, "Look, Vince isn't here anymore. We don't have to deal with your tantrum. So if you ain't showing mm-hmm. up, you ain't getting paid." Like that meme that you said. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Say- <laughs> I and saw that. Like, I was like, "Wow, this is exactly what I told yeah. Waylon." <laughs> and it's like, "I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I, I'm, I'm just I'll, joking. I'll be there." But then, so you take your money in the bank winner, who is technically, you know, by virtue of having the money in the bank contract, the number one contender for the title because at any time he could cash in mm-hmm. and have Brock beat the crap out of him with the briefcase. With the briefcase, and you just you made. Theory looks stupid, and the importance of the briefcase looks stupid at the same time. All right. I got to show the 
the meme, if you can see it. <laughs> just joking. Just joking. I, 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 yeah, and I remember that part. That's from Rush Hour 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're in Vegas and you're like, I just, I just playing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm coming. I, I'm on, I'm on the way. Um, out of all the rush hours, I think that one is my favorite. <laughs> um, just because, I mean, uh, so many good lines in it, just like, and the one, um, the one grinder, we're kind of off topic just a little bit. The one, I guess, heel, uh, the Chinese lady, yeah, she, only, yeah. she only spoke two words of English the entire mm-hmm. movie. You know, all she said was some apple and then yeah. the one detective, you know, she kind of figured out, yeah, she was talking trash about her. Yeah. And so she had some not so nice things to say to her and she threw that <laughs> knife right into the apple. It's like, I was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I don't, y'all don't, don't mess with her. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, Chris Tucker, he was killing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, cause like when all the, the counterfeit money started, he's like, thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway. But yeah, that's what it, it, and I was even thinking, I was like, Brock Lesnar leaves. He's mad because now the, his main supporter, his actual mm-hmm. advocate, we know Paul Heyman always said he yeah. was an advocate, but it been rally. I mean, it was Vince. Um, because you see that in, well, you don't just see it like in the sports entertainment world. I mean, you see it in other businesses too, mm-hmm. where somebody has been brought in by somebody kind of high up and they have their endorsement. And so guess what? They are going to protect them because they think they are the way to go. And we called it a few months back. We're like, why Brock pushing Brock Lesnar is not Mm -hmm. the right way to go or a bad idea. And, you know, and of course we, you could almost see the writing on the wall there where Vince was the one pushing him. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, Vince, Mister. We listen to the fan. No, you listen to what the fans say, but you don't do what the fans want. Yeah, you listen to what the fans say. You laugh at it, and then do whatever you want to do. You're like, ha ha, <laughs> and so if Brock walked out and then Stephanie caught him up, you'll be fired because I ain't playing this. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm not doing all this. So I'm not. Yeah, uh, because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, with her and. Nick Khan being the co-CEOs, um, um, I get why, especially her being the chairwoman of the board. So basically, she is the, you know, the one in charge. Yeah, she's the chairwoman of the board. He's president of the company. Right. So now they need to make up their mind which way you're going to go. Um, they need to, in my personal opinion, they need to ease Nick Khan on out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, now. He brought, well, at first, anyway, some fiscal mm-hmm. responsibility, like, hey, Vince, stop paying people to stay at home because you don't want to push them, but you don't want them to go to the other company. Mm-hmm. You need to knock that off. That's just dumb. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's no reason to keep, there was no reason to keep certain people on the roster just because you didn't want to mm-hmm. see them leave. I mean, you pay me that that kind of money to sit home, I'd do it too. Oh, yeah, I'm sitting at home. Yeah, yeah I'm sitting at home. I mean... Um, but that was one of the things he said, okay, you got to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when they started releasing people, you know, and that's why, you know, bringing back Goldberg, it would be another situation of, hey, we just made record profits again this quarter as we released, you know, mm-hmm. 10 more people. Oh, by the way, here comes Goldberg. Oh, yeah, his contract for three appearances was $5 million. I mean, yeah. I'm just making up a number. Yeah. It's like that $5 million it's, we knew could have went to somebody else. It's like we're going to release all these people who were working hard for us for years, you know, 
so that we can bring in this part-timer for a month worth of TV and a pay-per-view match and pay him a ton of money. Yep. Which is the same thing we do with Brock. We release a bunch of people, bring back Brock, throw a bunch of money at him. He shows up, barely does anything, and then goes back to Canada. Yeah. And in Goldberg's case, um, is he back in Oklahoma? I don't know. Uh, I am not sure. I don't know if he lives in Atlanta or not. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, I'll have to, you know, I'll have to, I'll have to, you know, send him a message on Twitter and ask him, "Hey, where you live? Where you live? <laughs> where you live, dude?" <laughs> but I think it's going to be an interesting time in WWE. I think some positive changes. Fingers crossed, some positive changes are coming with, you know, Stephanie running the show, Triple H in charge of creative and talent relations. Uh, because then you know he has an eye for talent. You can tell that from NXT. Um, and he has a, a he has a brilliant mind for the business. And mm-hmm. the, if he's doing the creative side, I think, especially since he's not wrestling anymore. So we know he's not going to push himself. Right. So we don't have that fear because he's he's retired. Yeah. Not for his own anymore. health reasons. For his own health reasons. Yeah. yeah. But we know that he's not going to come in and book himself at the top. So I think it'll be some good changes. I'm just, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, even as far as what tonight's Raw looks like, or which is another thing that hopefully we, that we won't get anymore is the script for show being written and then Vince McMahon tearing it up 30 minutes before showtime yeah. and rewriting it on the fly as the show's still going on. We won't have that to worry about because Vince is not there anymore. So hopefully the structures of the show will be better. We'll see how what Monday Night Raw looks like. Um, may even actually watch the entire show tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> Depends. It'd be the first time in years I've done that, but it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do tonight, especially being the go home, the, the final Raw before SummerSlam. Um, SmackDown is going to be interesting. SummerSlam is going to be even more interesting now. I mean, they have a good card, but with these changes in creative, you know, I wonder what's going to happen at SummerSlam. Speaking of SummerSlam, our intention, we even said Thursday when we signed off on the show then, yeah, Monday, provided something doesn't happen. Yeah. Monday, we were planning on doing a preview and prediction show for SummerSlam because like I said, we don't know if I'll be available to record on Thursday. And so we're just going to go air on the side of caution saying I, I won't be there. So I won't be able to record. Right. And then next thing you know, WWE, you know, Vince McMahon implodes again. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Like, wow, these news stories just keep on coming. And, you know, so there are eight matches that are, scheduled for SummerSlam. And you know, since um we we knew we were going to be covering the Vince McMahon mm-hmm. retire retire resigning. Yeah. And we knew that was going to take up quite a bit. So um so I'm just going to go through the matches and since 
you'll actually be there. I just want to say that again. <laughs> Waylon is going to be there at SummerSlam down in Nashville. And so when you give your predictions, now I'm going to watch to make sure, you know, if we disagree on any of them, to make sure, like, mm-hmm. you don't go running out to the ring and start tripping people. <laughs> <laughs> or if I don't see you, if I see you hope running out to the ring and start tripping people. It's like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so I'll actually start because they always, uh, Wikipedia always has the main event listed first. So yeah, um, I'll start from the bottom. Logan Paul and the Miz. Logan Paul's going to win that. Ooh. There's no, they wouldn't have brought him back. True. I don't. They wouldn't have signed him to a contract and put him in a feud with the Miz, especially based on what happened. The Miz turned on him at WrestleMania. Logan Paul's going to win that. I'm, there's no reason for the Miz to win that match. Um, is that's. Is that a stipulation match or is it just a straight? I think just a straight up match. Okay. Uh, I'll actually say Logan Paul also, but I'll say it'd be by disqualification because the Miz will hit him with a chair or something. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me for the Miz to get himself disqualified, but yeah. Logan Paul okay. wins either way. Okay. Now, if I see the Miz swinging the chair and I see you grabbing the chair out of his hand, <laughs> I'm going to start calling shenanigans. Actually, I don't even know <laughs> if I, I'll, I'll be able to watch it because I that's, mean, that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so when I watch the replay, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Bianca Belair needs to win this. This has been, yes. this is like the, you know, a year long story. They've gone in and they've gone in have, and have they out. had the rematch. Uh, yeah, they had- they, well, they had it at WrestleMania, but this is like the story started with the 20, 26 second win by Becky last year. That was at a travesty. Yeah. So everything's come full circle, and Bianca Belair needs to, should win this match and retain the title. There's no need for Becky to win this match. Right. I mean, it's, it's not going to hurt Becky if she loses it. No. She's still yeah. pretty up there. Um, Riddle and Seth Rollins. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. Uh, ooh, God, I, I, feel like, I feel like Seth needs the win more than Riddle does, especially coming off that um, three-match series with Cody where he lost all three matches. You know, I think Seth, it, Seth I, needs a big win on the big stage. I think it's going to be Riddle, but I think there's going to be some shenanigans involved. It's going to be like be. Orton, Orton showing up at ringside and like tripping Rollins or something. <laughs> like, you know, or Cody, Cody showing up and tripping him. I mean, yeah. Um, Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey. Uh, well, with Vince McMahon gone, <laughs> this might be... <laughs> That's very true. You know, because if Vince was, you know, still running the show, I could see him giving the title back to Ronda. That does not need to happen. Liv Morgan has worked hard. She deserved, she deserved to win this. She deserved to win the title. She deserves to win this match. And it needs... And, what better for Liv Morgan to legitimize her as a champion than to, I mean, she's already pinned Ronda Rousey once, but that was a cash in. Mm-hmm. Beat her in a straight up match would do, would just push her up higher, which is what she deserves. I have, you know, I like Liv Morgan being, you know, the women's champion. I think I'm good. My pick is going to be Liv Morgan. I agree with you also because Ronda Rousey, it was actually her idea to lose the title. Yes. Mm-hmm. To Liv Morgan, so she's got Rousey's endorsement already. Yeah, you know, so 
and Rod Rousey, I mean, I'll give it to her. She has definitely come a long way from what she was three years ago when she was like, this is all stupid. I don't like this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she realized, hey, you got a lot of money, paid a lot of money to go out there and. Yeah. You know, and people pay their hard earned money to watch you. So have a little more respect. Yeah. And stop insulting the people that just paid you. Exactly. Uh, Usos and the Street Profits with Jeff Jarrett as a special guest referee. Okay. The Jeff Jarrett angle, personally, I didn't feel was necessary. Uh, I guess just because they're in Nashville and Jeff lives in Nashville, but um, that's going to be, that has potential to be match of the night. That and yeah. Becky and that and Becky and Bianca, mm-hmm. those two matches have potential, either one of them or both of them to be a match of the night. I think it's going to be a fantastic match. I think I, I'm going to go with the Street Profits. I could see them keeping the belts on the Usos to keep the whole, you know, bloodline having all the gold thing together. But I think they need to pull the trigger on the Street Profits now. I think because bringing Jeff Jarrett in, there's going to be a reason why. Yeah. Somebody's getting hit with a guitar. Yeah. Either somebody's getting hit with a guitar or something's going to happen. Jeff Jarrett's going to disqualify the Street Profits. They're going to blame each other, or one of them is going to catch the blame, and they're going to split up because you can kind of see that happening. Yeah, I kind of see that coming eventually, but Montez Ford has said in interviews that he's not ready for that split yet. And another thing, with Vince gone, hopefully they'll be more focused on tag teams. Triple H likes tag team wrestling. Vince never liked tag team wrestling. Vince always liked to split up tag teams. He'd see one person as a star and then like, okay, we're scrapping this team and push this guy. So hopefully they don't split them up yet. I don't think it's time to split them up. I think it's coming, but I don't think not just yet. Okay. So I will still say the DQ, they're still going to blame each other, but they won't split up just yet then. I'm going to go with the Street Profits winning the title. Just straight up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lashley in theory. Uh, Bobby Lashley's going to retain. There's yes. no reason to put the U.S. title. <laughs> there's no. There's no reason to put, especially with Theory holding the Money in the Bank briefcase. There is no reason for him to win the U.S. title. Let Bobby ha- Lashley have a good reign. Let them figure out what they're doing in the world title situation, and then have Bobby go in and beat the crap out of whoever's the champion and take the belt. And there you go. And yeah, I'm just. But, Theory should not be beating Bobby Lashley. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Uh, yeah. I, I can't even think. I mean, that just, I have nightmares thinking about something like that. That'd be one of the <laughs> stupidest endings ever. Yeah. You know, and I think Theory will be a huge star one day. Oh, yeah. I just think he's not ready just yet. That's what I was telling Terrence. I think Theory's going to be good down the line, but he's not ready for the push that he's getting. Right. Uh, Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin. Pat McAfee. And the big question there is, who cares? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Exactly. Exactly. Except, you know, they. No, and I, I'm I just. Did, I'm just looking for the end of days. That's the only thing. I'm just looking for the yeah, deep six. I, I, the, end just, of days. Yeah. Uh, the deep six, which is really, it's just a, it's a back suplex done like with him spinning around like he's a dog, you know, searching for a place to sleep. Yeah, but it spins but when around, got, boom. But when you've got like a. Uh, you know, six foot seven, like two hundred and sixty pound guy doing it. 
it looks a lot more impressive than oh it, oh it is i mean it looks yeah. cool the end of days yeah. looks cool i wish they hadn't killed the move at wrestle you know because like he said he had never uh had anybody kick out of that nope. and he said i don't have to do anything else in my career yeah. i just want that's yeah he wanted to retire with no one ever kicking out of the end of days and then miss man must have read the interview oh i'm sure and it's like oh no he's kicked drew's kicking out yeah like well you, just, you wouldn't kill that yeah um, I think I think McAfee should win. Um, <coughs> you know what? I think he will win. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be um, the whole thing with, between Corbin and Madcap Moss is already kind of a done deal. Yeah. So, um, but I'll give it to McAfee because they've really been pushing him. Hopefully, this won't hurt Corbin too bad because he has been on like the losing end of things because um, hopefully they're, they're not turning it into a Bray Wyatt situation where they push, 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 pay-per-view, yeah, hopefully not. So, but yeah, I don't, I I think his I think this happy Corbin gimmick though is kind of built for him to be able to take losses and it not hurt him. Bad guys should be able to take losses, mm-hmm. you know, not hurt him too bad. So yeah, uh, and they got that one is interesting because they got the whole Indianapolis Colts angle yep. thrown in. Yep, and and not that Corbin did a lot with it, but the fact that, I mean. I've never been on the practice squad in the NFL team. You know, I'm sure it ain't easy. <laughs> I'm sure it ain't easy. You yeah. know, so to even make it to that level, I mean, is is actually saying yeah. you know, quite a bit. So uh last one. Uh and there's actually going to be another kind of a prediction even after this. Reigns and Lesnar. Okay. Me personally, Reigns should win this. There's no need for Brock to win the title again. Honestly, there's no need for Brock to ever win a world title again. There's no need at all. No. Uh, Roman needs to win this. I feel like Roman's going to win this because they still got to sell Clash at the castle. True. And I think people would want to see Reigns before they'd want to see Lesnar. Yeah, because they know they're going to get a good match. Like, if, if Roman wins... And goes to clash of the clash at the castle to defend against Drew McIntyre, then they know they're going to get a good match with those two. Mm-hmm. If if Brock wins and then goes, Drew's doing all the work because mm-hmm. Brock. It, a lot of it just depends on if Brock if Brock feels like showing up for work. Yep. Because and, go ahead. And Brock usually does better. Brock likes working with smaller guys mm-hmm. that can kind of bump off him and stuff like that. And you notice Brock sells a lot more for smaller he does. guys like yep. AJ Styles, Ricochet, you know, Brian Danielson matches he's had with those guys. He has sold so much more for those guys than he does against a Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns, or, you know, guys like that. So I just don't think the match would be nearly as good um, between Brock and Drew as it would be with Roman and Drew. And they're still, you know, they're still pushing toward that title showdown. So I think it's going to be Roman. And think about this, the match between Drew and Brock at WrestleMania in 2020. Um, and of course, I mean, I realized there was like zero people in attendance because that's mm-hmm. when COVID was, you know, yeah. really kicking into high gear. Yeah. The match itself was not great it was any, yeah it was it, it was like it was like it was like playing you know 
a WWE 2K game, and it, yeah, and people had their finishers loaded up. Yeah, because that's all and, it was. It was just you know, Rock hit a few F fives. Uh, Drew hit like three Claymores, and that was it. That was it. <laughs> that was that yeah. was a match. Yeah, you know, and and that's actually something else I'll say about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, you think about all the ability he has, the legitimate ability, because he was an NCAA wrestling yeah. champion. Yeah. Yep. You know, at at Minnesota, at the University mm-hmm. of Minnesota, Division One. I. I mean, you, um, and he kind of like Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was uh, Division Two, but it doesn't matter. Kurt Angle was still an NCAA champion and a yep. gold medal winner. Yep. Kurt Angle, his uh, he really he did, doesn't wrestle anymore just because I mean all the injuries he's had. Mm-hmm. But even in his last matches, he was still doing legitimate moves. He wasn't just yeah. three moves and that's it. Yeah. Whereas that's all Brock does now. No, and yeah, think- that's all he does unless he feels like doing something else. And that's not how that's not how it should work. It's like right. if you're if you're getting in there, you should put your best your best performance every time. Yeah, I mean, because they're basically paying him four million dollars for every move he's been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because yeah. he does an F five, he does Germans, mm-hmm. and occasionally he might do a bell to belly. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh sometimes now I do like his vertical suplex, the way he does it. Um, he just does that real quick. He grabs it and just boom, instead yeah, of the snap whoop, suplex, dramatic yeah. and then, whoop, you know, and yeah. then hang. No, I mean, he just goes and he just, it's all business. Yeah. But I think people are tired of seeing that. Yeah. And that's why the match with him and Drew, Drew can actually do more moves, but, and, and Brock did sell for him. Brock, you know, actually had him, uh, when he was laid out on the, um, what's called the entrance ramp. Mm-hmm. You know, before their match at WrestleMania, yeah, um, he told Drew, "Give me another one." Then he told him, "Grab the belt and hold yeah. it up." Yeah, you know. So Brock, I mean his his mind is there, so he knows. Well, because he kind of had the Ronda Rousey uh, mentality before of, "Why am I doing? I can just go do legitimate fighting." Yeah, you know, it's sports entertainment, whatever. Now I'm just here to collect a check, and now he's kind of gotten more into it, which I do respect. Um, the fact, I mean, he, he is actually being a little bit more creative. He is actually selling mm-hmm. more, like you said, and you no, know, but Brock, we know, you know, more moves than that. Oh yeah. You know, we don't want to see you do the shooting star press again, because you no. almost broke your neck. We don't want to see that. Um, but there are so many other things he can do. Cause I mean, he is a legit beast. Yeah. I just don't think he should be the one holding the title because he shows up whenever he feels like it. Exactly. He's only contractually he's only obligated to show up so many days a year so you're just trading one part-timer for another and as much i'm a huge roman reigns fan he's been part-time in it lately but he's been part-time in it ever since wrestlemania which he signed a new deal after wrestlemania to where he would work less dates okay that's fine but if you're the champion you need to be at work Mm -hmm. and i think with stephanie uh, because this is where you can kind of tell she and her old man kind of butted heads, mm-hmm. you know, about some things because, um, you know, Stephanie, I mean, she's a businesswoman. Yeah. You know, Vince McMahon was also a businessman as well. Uh, but I mean, she, you know, she's actually kind of worked her way up. Mm-hmm. This man, he was, he was always at the top. As soon as he bought the company, boom, he was yeah. at the top. Boom. He yeah, never. Yes. Yeah, Cause I bought, you know, he bought it from his father and it's like, well, I own the company. I'm, you know, like you said, he's, soon as he bought the company he's always been at the top stephanie has had to work from the bottom mm-hmm. up shane worked mm-hmm. you know up yeah, shane, shane, was, he, 
Shane was a referee for quite a while at mm-hmm. the beginning of his career. He also helped, you know, he was also part of the ring crew before mm-hmm. that. You know, Shane literally had to work from the bottom all the way up until he let his ego get in the way and got fired by his daddy. Yeah. And that, that, not that it was funny, but it's just not something you hear of very often. No. And they said that they said that they, nobody, they don't expect Shane to come back. I mean, he left for so long to begin with, you know, the first time. Yeah. Um, because I remember the night he came back, uh, I said, I texted you and said, Oh my God, you would not believe we just came back. And you said, who? And all I said was, here comes the money. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you're yeah. kidding. It's like, no, Shane is, is back. And after he, cause he had some business deals in China, like an mm-hmm. entertainment type deal he was doing yeah. over there. And so, and I think that was him wanting to prove he didn't need yeah, he you know, didn't his need, dad. He didn't, so, yeah. He didn't need daddy's money to. Right. Yeah, he could do um, it on his own. And, and actually, if you hear the, some of the stories that Richard's told about Shane, he said at one point, Shane was working for his dad, like doing stuff like after Howard, working as an employee of WWE. And then Shane, you know, they had this grounds crew. They were coming out working at their property. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, Vince was looking around for Shane going, hey, how come this work isn't done? Shane had quit that one, started working with his grounds crew because they were paying more. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, hey, you know what? Go for it. You know, yep. he's like, you know what? They're paying more. I mean, I might as well. Yeah, I go so, where the money's at. Yeah. Yep. So um, I don't think Shane, like you said, I don't think Shane will come back. Um, no. It's going to be Stephanie and Nick Khan. I mean, I think Nick Khan will stay around. I think he'll he's going to get. They're going to have to figure out the whole CEO thing. I, I think eventually he will not have as much power as he currently oh, does. I think because Vince McMahon was grooming him to take over. Right. And and I think right now, because Stephanie, she had an executive position already. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, remember, she took a leave of absence. It yeah. wasn't that long ago, but now she came back. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe the whole co-CEO thing is, okay, we're going to make sure she's ready to be the only CEO before we finally, yeah, you know, and that, that to me exists. You see that all the time in business. Um, you know, they, they, every position in every company, you need to be trained for that position. Yeah. yeah. And so she knows um, from what she's seen Vince do. Yeah. But unfortunately she also knows what she's seen Vince do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, and I'm thinking she probably has her own ideas, but she also has her husband who mm-hmm. has ideas. I mean, because he's the EVP of talent relations. So, yep. um, and I think that is absolutely, a, that is a great position for him to be in. Yep. Um, well, like I said, he gets it. Having Jeff Jarrett, what was the position you, you texted me? He is, uh, uh, he's executive vice president of uh, live events. Which makes sense because I mean, he, you know, his dad and his grandmother mm-hmm. were promoters. Yep. So third generation, prom- and he's done his own stuff with TNA. And then he also had the, the uh, WWA in Australia. Was he, was yep, he part of that? He team? had that. He also had uh, Global Force Wrestling Yep. for a while. Uh, they ended up merging with Impact, but he had that for a while. So yeah, he's, you know, he's had success as a promoter also. Yep. So. so, I mean, he knows that part of it. I, I don't yeah. think they'll, I don't think they'll be getting rid of Jared anytime soon. No. Um, and we don't have the list of executives in front of us. 
you know, uh, we just know some of the bigger names like the Kevin Dunn's, like the Bruce Richardson's. And, you know, we do want to remind everybody we are speaking from a fan perspective. Yep, <laughs> you know, exactly. Just, we're, um, we're, we're not in the know. We're just speaking from, you know, a fan's perspective and our personal opinions and longtime fans' perspective. But yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, we are by no means the experts, although we have called a couple things that, um, you know, I said, WWE time for an overhaul. And well, the answer apparently yep. is yes. I mean, we've been calling a few things that have happened that have actually happened here lately. So I think they need to pay a little more attention yeah. to us. Yeah. I mean, they really do. I mean, like I said, they could have let us know Thursday and you know, they should have sent us an IM say, Hey, before you record, we got some news for you. Yeah. Because they said that Vince is um, Vince resigning. Uh, he pro he probably had his mind made up as much as like 10 days ago. Okay. Just hadn't, you know, picking the time to announce it and then a few more things came out and uh, then i think it's like well uh, there it is time to go (laughs) gotta go (laughs) he's like are there any more no there's no more what 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 gotta go (laughs) oh and one other thing before we go um i think theory attempts to cash in yes that was the other thing i was gonna say gets beat up but does not cash in because either way, okay. if you try it, say say for some reason they give it to Brock, they give the title to Brock. Theory tries to cash in. Brock's just going to maul him. Mm-hmm. If he gives it, if if Roman wins, Roman's Roman and the Usos are going to beat the crap out of him. I think he's going to try to cash in, but it's going to be one of those where he didn't officially hand the briefcase in and say I'm cashing in, so he still gets to hang on to it. Because I could see him say Drew beats. Roman at Clash of the Castle. Then I could see Theory cashing in on Drew, win the title, and there's your feud for the fall over the title. Jeff Jarrett being a special referee, he could get involved if Theory. Um, he could. Yeah. He could. He could. And I just, I just, it just not occurred to me. Um, and he could, you know, they could actually have in the main event, referee takes referee bump, and we know as soon as you kick them in the shin, they're going to be unconscious for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, They stub their toe, and they're down for half yeah, an hour. I mean, they're down. I mean, you know, uh, was it Tim White? You know, he laid there, like, for 15 minutes in the referee. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're like, in the Oscar for the best <laughs> referee bump, yeah. Tim White. I mean, I could see him – getting involved in this somehow whether it's theory mm-hmm. or Jarrett, you know giving somebody yeah uh some move and i don't remember what Jarrett's. what the heck was uh, it's the stroke it's basically the skull crushing finale okay that's what Jarrett's finisher he uses the stroke or the figure four and then yeah figure four wouldn't work because that's not really a knockout move but the, yeah but the Skull Crusher finale or the stroke. Yeah. That one definitely is. That's that to me honestly is one of the best finishing moves out there. But that's or say or say he pops up and hits hits one somebody with a guitar. Yeah. Or yeah. Keep forgetting that's just Jarrett's other move. Yeah, there's the knockout thing is the guitar shot. The guitar shot. And then you know, I don't I really you know what if they give the belt to theory, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna see on the news there's a riot. At the stadium, Nissan Stadium in Nashville, 
There's a man wearing a, a shirt that says armchair booking in the, <laughs> the top row. <laughs> he, yeah, is hit, he, he is hitting people with other people. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I will not be happy if they if they end that show with Theory as the world champion, I'm going to be quite upset. You will be getting some very uh, non-family friendly <laughs> texts from me. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, during the show, I mean, you can text me even if I'm not, because like I said, I don't know if I'll be able to watch it. Um, in right. fact, I mean, you know, being on vacation with the family and the next day, um, well, I think we're, we're going to Universal on that Saturday. Oh, God, if we're going to be Universal on Saturday, that sucks because it's going to be crowded. Um, yeah. So you sound uh, like me. That's how I am anywhere. It's like, can, uh, we sun- can we go on Sunday or maybe during the week where it's not as busy? Uh, now, we are thinking because we actually don't have Disney tickets bought, which are kind of ironic considering Avery's going to work at Disney. Yeah. Um, but we're talking today if because we're supposed to be, be getting hit with a whole lot of paychecks all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, like because Tawana, her commission money from her travel stuff. Uh, we're getting paid, by the way. I'll have to tell you about that after off the year. It's not okay. a lot. It, it's not a lot, but I mean, it's it, hey, right. it's something. Um you know, and all my, my Air Force and my disability, are they all hit oh, like wow. at the same time. So, which is good because we're on vacation and vacation, you yeah. spend more money. Yeah. So, um, but she's saying we might go to Epcot one day because Epcot, mm-hmm. I mean, collectively between the four of us, we're probably, yeah, that's one we always like going to. Yeah. You know, especially if you like traveling, you like, because that's what it, if you, if you were to go travel to other countries, this is kind of a way to do it without actually having to pay for passports. Yeah. You know, you can kind of hit the, the world pavilion. I mean, it's actually really neat the way to do that. Um, but I believe before I wrap this up, I think, yeah, we've actually covered everything. I believe I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. something else will pop up as I'm trying to go to sleep. But, um, if it does, I'll text you and say, Hey, let's, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, but yeah, definitely have a good time at the show. Take Thank pictures. Thank you. Have a good time on vacation. Oh yeah, and I'll be, you know, we'll be posting those on Facebook. You know, mm-hmm. definitely. And um, and if I'm gonna try to wear my armchair booking shirt, so that way people may get curious and go, "Hey, what's that?" Yeah. You know, so uh, you got to wear your shirt as well. Oh yeah, you know, I think that, actually, I think Hope's gonna make uh, me and her shirts. Okay. Have the logo on the front, and then have our uh, contact stuff on the back. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. God, I got to see if I can do that. If I can add things to the back on tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. I knew I forgot something. (laughs) That is where you can get our merch. Yeah. You know, so I got to see if I can actually add a back onto the shirt. Mm -hmm. That'd be kind of cool. You know, because we'd have all the the stuff on there. So, um, but like I said, you know, email us armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. Check us on all the other social medias. Check us on any audio platform. Check us out on YouTube. If you uh, if you're listening audio only, go check us out on YouTube so you can see our pretty faces. <laughs> see, <laughs> there's a reason why we have beards. <laughs> so I believe that is it, my friend. Yeah, and, I think so. Yep, yeah, it's going to be a good long week for both of us. Yeah, you know, good productive. You know, good fun weeks. But yeah, you know, so I'll be you know, enjoying, well, North Carolina, then Georgia, then Florida, mm-hmm. Orlando, Universal, all that stuff, maybe seeing some people, you know, maybe meeting some people, maybe seeing one of our old friends from high school. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. You know, so I think it'll be a pretty good week and take pictures, send them to me. You can actually send me spoilers. It's not going to bother me. Okay, because, cool. I mean, I just, I won't, I'm not probably not going to be able to watch until we get back here anyway. So. Right. Okay. So, but until we talk again, God bless. God bless.